Welcome to the 334th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on April 29th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I'm the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's got a serious case of Saturday Night Fever, Carlos Rodella. I'm not as rocking as Saturday Night Fever, though. It's like a chill Saturday night. I mean, that's okay, too. You can still groove a little bit. You don't have to be out on the dance floor to, to feel the, the vibe. Oh, you know? okay, yeah. I have a. In that case, I have a very chill Saturday Night Fever vibe going on. It's just it is it maybe could be a mild chill and not a fever at all. Saturday night mild chill. That's a <laughs> nice. Thing. Wait, just Saturday night like mild cold. Yeah, like light you don't have cold. a full fever. Yeah, exactly. You know, just the Saturday night sniffles or something like Wait, that. Wait, Saturday yeah. night cold is a pretty good name for the podcast. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. We'll see if we get a better one. See what happens, folks. Uh, we are here doing a podcast. Just a little peek behind the curtain. We're actually recording a day before our usual day. Uh, because of life. Um, and this is also going to be a somewhat shorter show than normal. I ended up uh, cutting the agenda in half um, because weird things happened with life today. It ended up being uh, slightly busier than expected. And also tomorrow, which is our normal recording day, um, I am not available because I will be doing the Logitech G Adaptive Esports kickoff uh, for the new season that they're doing for Rocket League. So I will be doing the sign language interpreting for that. I'm happy to support and provide accessibility for all of the deaf and hard of hearing Rocket League fans out there. So if you want to see yours truly uh, loud and proud out in force live doing that stuff, you can catch that. Uh, if you see the ASL channel on the Logitech G Adaptive Esports show, happening oh shoot by the time i say this you're not gonna know about that i guess yeah, you can go back over. and youtube it yeah you can, you can youtube, YouTube it though it. you can youtube you can it, youtube yeah. it yeah it's not gonna be live but you'll youtube it it'll, it'll seem like i'm live just pretend like i'm live yeah uh but anyway you can find it on youtube uh doing that uh tomorrow so that's why we're recording today and that's why our show is short because life All and right. on top of that we yes. have a embargo so yes. the podcast is going out late even if we're doing it early that is very true <laughs> i didn't even realize that until you said it we are doing the podcast super early and you're exactly right, sir. We're going to be putting it out a little bit late in order to come out right after that embargo drops on May 1st at 5 p.m. Pacific. So we'll get to that game. It's the last game of the show. You'll know what we're talking about. It's a big one coming up very, very soon. But in the meantime, we've got some housekeeping. Uh, folks, you know that Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle of the strip of duct tape. That's right. It's housekeeping. Carlos, sir, what you got? I have a few things, a couple boxes. Uh, I did get rid of the pizza box, if you noticed. I did notice. Thank you very much. Although, yeah. the shape of where it was is still there because that grease kind of seeped into the carpet. I'm very, very upset about that. Yeah, the grease does that. And also, there's like a ring of dust around the box where the box was, too. Pretty so, gross. Yeah. yeah. So, it's almost like the box is still with us in spirit. It is. It's a ghost of a box. <laughs> that's a good podcast name, too. Ghost of a box is a pretty good one, too. Well, that's yeah. better than Saturday Night Cold. Um I think so. So first off, Danny O'Dwyer, friend of the show, friend of me, um, and also a creator of No Clip, which is an amazing show and documentary series on YouTube, uh, as well as Patreon. He is actually finally, uh, like I was talking to you about how I really want to get into games at some point and actually making them, he's yeah. working on publishing games now. Oh, what's um, it going to be called? No Clip Publishing or something? Yeah, I think it's just that. But their their first game is already like... Um, 
that he's that he's helping publish is on Steam, and you can wishlist it. And I've been following his like little clips of it for a while. Again, he's not developing; he's publishing it. But it's called um, let's see, Stunt Derby, and it's like using physics, and it feels like the old school like hard driving or race driving car games. Okay, uh, but third person, third perspective, you know, like yeah, Mario Kart or something. Yeah. But they're all like using physics and stuff, and so mm. it's just really fun and weird and crazy shit happens. Must and be making bank if he's getting into publishing. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much it costs to help you know put that game out. But um, either way, I'm excited that he's doing that, and I just want to tell people about it. So check it out. It's called Stunt Derby. It's on Steam, and you can wishlist it. And it's a physics-based racing game, which I just love that concept already. Yeah. Well, you know what? If his publishing is even half as successful as his videos dude's gonna be doing well oh yeah and he knows games again like i said yeah. i i think a lot of us who've worked in games for so long should you know to partake of it if we want to yeah um, a lot of ideas and learnings you know that go into that so absolutely check it out also another friend of the show john from gaming in the wild he tweeted recently about struggling with dlc and i just thought that'd be a really quick topic oh, we could cover miss that what did he say he said i i have the quote I often struggle with DLC. It can be tough to recover the flow in a game I played ages ago, or even, in my opinion, months ago. Oh, dude, we just um, we just talked about this. Did we? You and I? Yeah, remember we talked about, okay, well, not just, but I mean, time is like a circle or whatever. Remember we talked about Elden Ring DLC, and I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I haven't touched it in a year. Don't remember my character. Don't remember the buttons. And it's going to be post-game difficulty, so it's going to be like balls hard. Right. You know? Remember we talked about that like yeah. a couple episodes ago? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, time is weird because I don't think it was two episodes ago. I think it was like a month and a half ago. 20 probably. episodes ago? Yeah. Who but knows? He continues and says, uh, sometimes it's the best stuff in the whole game and the muscle memory comes back instantly. Uh, and he used a couple of examples. Uh, control. Uh, remember, I, I think I went back to the Control DLC. I did too, and I struggled with it. Yeah. So it can be either what, hit or miss. Um, and so he's like, what games have been your favorite DLC and just that whole topic? I think, like you said, we both are that same way where it's like frustrating or, or struggling to get back into the muscle memory or gameplay of it. But also like just, yeah, the world and the story part. You're like, wait, what was it? What was I caring yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough because... I mean, that's that's kind of one reason why if there's a game that I'm not 100% on fire to play, like if I'm like, oh, I want to play that, but I'm not like dying to play it, you know me, dude, I'll wait six months for like the DLC to come out and like, I'll do the whole thing in one fell swoop. Right, right. And that's the best, you know? I mean, I think the, man, you know, it's kind of, I'm trying to think of like uh, the DLC for Neo and Neo 2, um, those, by the time those came out, I was out. And Neo is such a hard game. Like if you're not in it, you right. know, trying to come back to it, especially with post-game difficulty, is, like, impossible. Um, same thing for, like, most of the Dark Souls. I mean, I did all the Dark Souls or Souls series DLC, but with a varying degree of success. It's, like, the further away it is, the worse I did, honestly. The ones I just recently thought of when I saw that tweet that mm -hmm. I think have been easiest for me is um, Other Worlds. Is it? Outer Worlds. Sorry, Outer, Outer Worlds. Worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that DLC was pretty quick behind it, right, when I beat it. I'm not talking about the one that just re-released with all that. No, I know, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. just like one of the ones, like a murder mystery or something. And it came yeah. out, I feel like, six months after or something. Yeah. And I instantly knew what all the characters were, and I'd been playing the combat. So it was really fun. Um, the other, you know, any Bethesda game, like those, like especially a Skyrim or um, Fallout or anything mm -hmm, like that. Like mm -hmm. if the DLC happens, I'm like, doesn't matter. I'm instantly back. 
and I don't know, for some reason, those feel very easy for me to jump back into. Yeah. Um, and also, both of us, I can say, uh, Blood and Wine was oh, yeah. one of our favorite DLCs. And yeah. again, I think it came out not too long after the campaign. I, I mean, it's hard to say. I do not remember. Although I do know that I don't think I played Witcher 3 right at the beginning. I think I got to it a little bit later. So oh, okay. It's yeah. hard It's hard to say. It's all lost in the mists of memory. But I mean, for me, it's like, it really depends, right? And it kind of is like this kind of inverse sliding scale where it's like the more complicated the game and the more difficult it is, then it's the harder to get into it. But if it's something that is just like, a bonus add-on and you can the mechanics are not too complicated and it's not this super twisty story then it's better uh but you know i I think in general i really struggle i really struggle and honestly um it's funny you say that because uh graveyard keeper which we talked about last episode is finally complete i think they added i think four or five dlcs and i never finished that game and i knew there was more dlc coming so i kind of was like okay to put it aside but now I'm going to just come back and I've forgotten everything. I'm going to start a fresh game and just do all the DLC. So yeah. my, my best approach is start the fuck over and just go from the beginning and play the DLC right. that way. So that doesn't work for everybody though. No way. It is. It's tricky though. It's a good, it's a good topic. And uh, hopefully people on this podcast discuss about it. Leave in the comments what your thoughts are. Sure. I will say one more thing though. Similarly, I really enjoyed going back to mass effect because yes, again, leave all the ridiculous comments. Um, but I didn't beat it when it originally came out, the third one, right? Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And so when that trilogy came out and it was remastered and it really d- did feel better, um, it, it felt like the way I remembered it, you know, playing <laughs> yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of clunky. Um, it was just awesome to play the whole thing through because those connecting threads were there, you know? Yeah, that's got to be the best way, dude, because I, you know, I love Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And I played those DLCs as they dropped and it felt so random and disconnected and some of the dlcs were terrible and some of them were great and it was like this really weird patchwork experience and then you got the the big party that kind of like went back in time and so it kind of messed with your head a little bit and just everything uh, I, I would love to go to it fresh and just go through it like you did i know all the way through that would be absolutely the best experience it was so. incredible like i can't even believe i did it because that must have taken a long time Holy a shit. long time for sure yeah. yeah i mean i probably kept talking about it on this podcast go back and watch the episodes yeah. um anyway so that's that and then one other small box was looking for it can't find it wait is that the only boxes i have oh the fact that frambo is uh our yeah frambo is coming out on console is it, it one is word or two words two words two words frambo b-o-w um, okay it's one of my favorite developers ever called Kill Monday Games. They made Little Misfortune, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, that's, by the way, on a top 10 list. I, I don't know if we've ever discussed that. But for me, that's, that's like, pretty high praise. It is. It's easily because it's my type of humor. It I can play right now. I could play it after this podcast. I've already beat the whole game. I know exactly what happens. I would still start laughing. And no video game makes me laugh. Like, you know what I mean? We talk about comedy and games being hard. so tough, so tough to do. They instantly make me laugh that little girl falling down and swearing yeah, and oh my yeah. goodness so frambo is much darker as i was showing you um it was their first game and it's been you know remastered in a little bit it looks pretty similar to the same graphics but it's on console it's on switch it's on the you know my playstation which i'm gonna check it out on i think it's on xbox as well and um yeah i think it's just a really cool time to go back and revisit it because it is darker than it is funny Little Misfortune's funnier than it is dark, right? So they're kind of polar opposites that way. Sure, sure, sure. But there's still that, that you know, twinge of humor and the just absurdity, and you just kind of let yourself go on a weird ride, which is like 
being in a weird world. If you like the 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 vibe of Cult of the Lamb, Cult of the Lamb, yeah, it's that same kind of vibe. It's like, whoa, that's pretty fucking dark. Like they just you know sacrifice somebody, even though it's a lamb. It's that it's that vibe, right? It's like gotcha. the, the yeah. little girl is trying to figure out what happened to her parents. It's pretty horrific. No spoilers, but at the same time, there's these weird characters that she like meets along the way, and they're kind of really nice and weird. And so, I just tell people to check it out because I can't not do that because I love them so much. Well, it's, yeah, right on. It's funny you say that because uh, you talked about it a lot. I remembered you talking about it, and when I saw it pop up, I think I got an email saying that it was now on the Switch or something. Um, so I'll definitely check that out. I know you spoke really, really highly of it. And speaking of games that we could go back to, I did go back to one recently. Um, you know, we don't, we haven't done our sexy show. We don't talk about, um, porn games all that much. Uh, but I did go back to, um, Max Gentleman's Sexy Business oh, yeah. uh, on PC. Yeah, I was, uh, somebody had sent me a code for another adult oriented game that I ended up not really liking. So I'm not going to talk about it on the show. And I'm like, well, I'm here. I might as well play something else. Cause you know, I'm a PC. And man, Max Gentleman's Sexy Business is just like the best game. I love the gameplay. Like it is a good game just as a game. It's a good solid game. Clicker gameplay. Graphics are great. The writing is just really funny. Like speaking of funny games, it is really genuinely like laugh out. There's multiple times when I like do this like little bark of a laugh when they catch me off guard with something. And I'm Mm. like, this shit is really fucking clever. Um, The art is really good. And it's got the perfect ratio of actual gameplay to seeing naked people like they got the the cadence of it is perfect you're like it's just enough gameplay and by the time you're getting tired of gameplay you're like oh there's some boobs and then you don't want to get too much because then it kind of like loses its its luster right and you're like okay back to the gameplay and actually oh i like this game this is pretty fun i'm making some progress oh there's some boobs okay cool and like you go back and forth like they just nailed it so hard dude and i went Mm. back and the nice surprise was they did a ton of dlc to it they added one whole new campaign at the end they added a bunch of like new little mini games. They added a bunch of new costumes. Um, I was just like surprised at how much new stuff there was. And I beat it like two or three times when I played it the first time. Because you can just go through it pretty quickly if you want to. Um, so it's great. I love it. I think it's really a really excellent game. It's also a great adult-oriented game. You can also turn all that stuff off if you want to. It can just be a game if you would like it to be. Um, and I just can't say enough good things about it. I, I, I wish this developer great success. I hope they do something else because they've really got a talent for it. So... Anyway, well, Max Gentleman. That's also business. a DLC that you went back to. Yeah, that one is. Okay, so good point. That go. is one, and it was so well integrated. But I will say, what I before I hit the DLC, I went back and played the basic campaign because I'm like, I don't remember the buttons. I don't remember what I'm doing. Ah, played okay. the basic campaign. Oh, shit. Okay, I remember this. Yeah, no problem. And then once I got back in the groove, then you go back and do the thing. I didn't just jump straight into the DLC. Right, right, so, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, a um, couple things just real quick for me. Shout out to Thorsten Bush, who is in Switzerland. A uh, longtime friend, friend of game critics, friend of the show, listener, uh, sent us an email and said, hey, there's a book that says it's called The Video Game Industry Does Not Exist. Why We Should Think Beyond Commercial Game Production. Um, and he thought this would be of great interest to me and to you. Sent me this. I believe I sent you the link in uh, DM. I'm pretty sure I did. You did. I don't think I looked at it like an idiot. Well, you can look at it later. I didn't read the whole thing. I just skimmed it. I didn't have time to read a book, but I will... Uh, I got it put aside. I'm going to check it out. And it's written by Brendan Keogh, who I actually know, who's a great guy. He's on Twitter. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that Brendan wrote this book. I feel like a bad friend now because I didn't. I mean, he's a 
smart dude. He think, like teaches university or some shit like that. Like he's a brilliant brainiac guy. Makes games and everything. I can't keep up with Brendan. He, he's his output is too smart and too too prolific for me, right? But I know Brendan. He's a good guy. Um, so I'm gonna check out this book and I want to give a big thanks to Thorsten for sending this in. The video game industry does not exist by Brendan Keogh. You can find it at MIT Press, and I will be cracking into that uh, when I have time. It'll probably be two pages at a time because I have such limited time, but I will check it out. So thank you very much, uh, uh, Thorsten. Yes. Thank you. And I will um, – is that on Amazon? Amazon, right? Is it on there? Okay, cool. Excellent. Oh, I don't know. I'm just asking. Oh, he said MIT Press. Um, I don't know if it's on oh, Amazon okay. or not. but I'll look it up because, I mean, I've been, like, uh, wanting a good video game book, you know. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'll check it out. Probably learn something. Brendan's a pretty sharp guy. So all right, there you go. And this has nothing to do with anything. I just needed to get this off my chest because, because, because. Okay, so like I sell stuff on eBay once in a while. This is not video game related. If you don't care, jump ahead two minutes. Right. Um, I've been selling stuff on eBay, like some of my old toys, some of my old collectibles, like whatever, making some extra money. Um, and I sold this thing on uh on eBay. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna intentionally leave it blank because i'm not trying to call anybody out here okay but i sold this thing it was a brand new toy in a box that had not been opened it was brand new right i had saved it for like 25 fucking years hadn't opened it sold it on ebay i took pictures of it description i gave the exact title you could see exactly what it was uh some guys bought it cool thank you and uh i was having trouble selling it. i even gave him a, i even gave him a, a discount right sold it didn't hear from the guy nothing i i moved on with my life like i'm living my life one full month later, he emails me back and he's like, number one, his tone was incredibly like accusatory and argumentative. And he's like, I'm about to give you bad feedback because this is a piece of junk toy and you hoodwink me into buying this. And this thing is not nearly as flexible as it's supposed to be. I can't get him in the poses that I want him to get. He's not nearly as buff as, as this thing should be. And I don't like what this is like. And I feel like this is like a waste of my money. And I can't believe you sold this to me. And I'm giving you bad feedback. Oh, no. And I'm like, I email, like, he caught me like in the middle of doing something. And I email him back real quick. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, pal, hold your fucking horses. Um, I don't think you understand how this works because you bought a brand new toy in a sealed box. That's on you. I told you, you, you clearly could see what it was. And how do you, how do you trick anybody into buying anything on eBay? You either buy it or you don't. I can't force you to buy it. Yeah. I'm like, you bought this, you opened it, you played with it for a month before you decided all of a sudden it was not good. And now you want me to like give you a full refund and apologize because I somehow tricked you into buying a toy that you had full agency in choosing and tracking down and buying? I'm like, no, 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 bitch. Um, you better not give me that bad feedback or I'm going to come after your ass. And then he comes after me like, don't you threaten me. How dare you? I'm the customer. You're supposed to apologize to me. And I can't believe you did this. You give me this piece of shit toy and you're just, just tricking me. You're probably some kind of fucking Democrat. And I'm like. Why? It got political all of a sudden. Okay, political. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like it. And then that's that's all I need to say because that's exactly how that went down. Um, I ended up being like, look, bro, you do what you're going to do. Uh, but if you do this, I guarantee you, I will hand you the ends of the earth through the eBay system. Don't do it. Um, but that thinking, that thinking that he displayed really knocked me for a loop, dude, because that thinking process was broken in like 16 different ways. And for him to come at me, I mean, clearly like an eBay troll, maybe he gets a boner from just like being an asshole to people online or something, but like to wrap the whole thing up, like, like lunacy after lunacy and to wrap it up with like, you're a fucking Democrat. Like, oh boy, Jesus H Christ, this world 
we live in, my friend. I don't even know what to fucking do with it. Well, weirdly enough, that doesn't surprise me. I don't know what that means about me or oh, the state man. of the world. That you're a realist, probably. Um, yeah, but I'm usually the weird, like, head-in-the-sky guy and not very real about things. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I just think that specifically, and this kind of relates to something that I'll actually transition into in a minute. If you if you're if you're done with that, yeah, 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 him, yeah, yeah. no, that y'all, yeah, I'm done. He yeah. who shall not be named, yes, like Voldemort, uh, who also should not be named, but I just named. Is that what you said? Damn it! Is um, you know, I'm used to comments on yeah. my videos, and so yeah. <clears throat> what I'll transition in a minute is some of the comments on my first a lot of things podcast TikTok that I just did. Mm-hmm. So I think I told you last episode that um, I rebooted that podcast. I'm just gonna yeah. do like 15, 20 yeah. minutes. I talk about things. Anything that I didn't talk about in this show, basically, a ton of content that I'm into and the other rants, et cetera. But um, so I put up my first video and yeah, immediately it's like, just like you're just like you're saying with this guy, there's one comment that I go, oh, how do they even arrive at that comment? Right. right <laughs> I, I don't even know what universe they're in. Yeah. Like there was a bunch of support, too. And they're like, oh, yeah, we totally feel the same way about it was on Dead Island. Okay. Uh, two. And, you know, my thoughts on the leveling system and how I thought it was kind of ridiculous and it shouldn't even be in there. And it's so funny, things that me and you talk about all the time on this show, the minute they go in front of TikTok, it's like it's, you know, game on for comments because everybody's there right now. And so anyways, yeah. a, a lot of comments were like on the same thought of we both had about it and stuff. And then just so many comments were like, holy fucking shit, insanity, insanity, also like rude right yeah and so when you bring up this guy i'm like yeah it sounds like five people that left the first comment on videos and so yeah it's not surprising at all to me well this ebay guy is probably on tiktok he's probably yeah well again it's it's the anonymity nope anon anonymity anonymous (laughs) nature you got me doing it too i know anonymous anonymous nature of the internet yeah exactly and that's always been a problem that's a hashtag tangent and then when you have that, and it's just Joe Schmo uh, or Jane Schmain on any platform, <laughs> yes, they're going to say whatever they want. They're going to be like, yes. you know, you're the worst person, whatever. So, just, okay. Oh, man. Yeah. But I want to bring up one thing with the Dead Island 2 comments because, and I have a new video going up tonight. I, I just basically like cut up all these little sections from my show and, and we definitely could do it with our podcast and just to see what people say. And, you know, um, again, it, I have thick skin because I've been doing this for years. But one of the comments was... A lot of them were about, well, just get good, right? That thing. Yeah, sure. Like, oh, you don't like hard games, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them, I'm just really f- proud of my comment. Um, it was, again, probably a child. So no offense, sure. kid. But like, oh, you only like kid games. <laughs> <laughs> like literally straight up said that. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you must only like kid games then. And so I replied, I'm like, oh, you're totally right. I actually only like exclusively play kid games. And then my number one favorite game is Paw Patrol. So, like, I just have fun with it. Like, it's, to me, it's like I'm, like, going to shit on them back. I went the total other way with it, dude. Like, you know, you said, you know, that that guy was probably saying, oh, you know, like, hard things. And then I was thinking, like, oh, not like your mom does or something like that. So, see, I I went the other way. I won't do that. You could go that direction. You didn't go that direction. I go the direction of either, like, killing them with kindness, which I do, (laughs) and it usually wins, you know? (laughs) Yes. I know you think that my, like, we're opposite that way. But, like, I have so many times in comments, one the day by being like 
oh, actually, blah, blah, blah. And like oh, being yeah. kind of nice. I believe it. I believe yeah, it. When, yeah. you're not, when you're not taking the bait, it pisses them off and they yeah. fuck off and do And then they else. kind of like get defended yeah. or their defense is down and they're like, well, I kind of didn't really mean that, but like, I see. Tr-. Like, I got one guy to say, like, I see your point. And I was like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> Yeah. That's all I wanted. But anyway, so check it out. Um, things that we talk about in this show will probably arrive there some days. But yeah. anywho, right. let's move anyway, on to games. That's all we got. Housekeeping's over. Let's get on to the main portion of this abbreviated episode. Carlos, the game is called Zell X E L, and I I know nothing about it. So please tell us all about Zell. I saw it on uh, PlayStation. Popped up there. I just told you before the show that I just realized it was on Steam in 2022. But it just showed up as a new game, in quotes. Sure, sure. And so, like I think you were saying, like to console players, lots of times it is a new game. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. they've never seen it on Steam. So it just looked interesting because it's um, you know top-down isometric uh, action-adventure game. You play as a woman, and she is an explorer on a planet. Uh, she's got amnesia, of course. She crash lands on a planet. She's got amnesia. You know, video well, you hit games. your head when you land every single time, and of course, oh, it's not 100%. much of a game if you know what you're doing. So. If you ch- if you crash a spaceship, you're going to have amnesia. All guaranteed. Right? guaranteed. It is a guaranteed side effect of crashing yeah. a ship. The reason I played this game is uh, I do a lot of this uh, often. Actually, I do this almost every week. If I see reviewers or anybody say, this game is mediocre, it doesn't do anything new, um, which is funny because I, I already hear like your thoughts on this, but... It, like it's average, um, whatever. If they say it's middling in any way or like kind of like middle of the road, I like it. A game doesn't have to like wow me. Like it could be really good at what it does mm-hmm. and I can have a fine time with it. So I think that's just like, that's a weird thing to give a review because it's like, I don't know. Sometimes you're in the mood for a certain type of game. We talk about that on the show all the time. I was in the mood for top down view, run around, hit things, action adventure, light leveling right light this leveling. is a very specific thing that you were after this almost feels like i'm reading someone's like tinder profile or something oh, nice. where it's like you've got like like you're you're very specific this is what i want yes you know? yes i'm uh ethically non-monogamous yeah um <laughs> i like light leveling sexual no Wait. roguelike elements <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know. I need to do those, but in game ways. Oh, this is this is a skit for you, dude. You should do this. Good skit. Skit. This is a skit. Write yeah. that down. Yeah, do ethically, ethically non roguelike. <laughs> oh yeah. See, you got to mix yeah, them yeah, up. Yeah, like yeah. mix, mix them, up them up like that. Yeah, yeah. easy. Good Ooh, skit. Good this skit. is good. Okay. Anywho, I wanted that right, so I just was kind of in the mood for that. And newsflash, it's not bad. Okay. And and I just I guess I'm saying is that a middling review, you know, middle of the review score doesn't mean don't play it. I think it could just fit the bill. And so for me, it did. What you do is you run around uh, on a planet. You are leveling up lightly. You're smashing robots and monsters or whatever. Uh, You're uncovering a secret on this planet, and you're trying to figure out about yourself. That's kind of the main game. Um, And you you obviously get power-ups. You get, you know, different ways to handle puzzles. There's light puzzles. There's nothing crazy. I really like the dodge. That goes a long way with me. That's important. That's key. Um, it feels just good to hit things and dodge and and move. And uh, oh, also, th- there's like a time mechanic. So later on in the game, there's actually a mechanic about seeing the place in a different time zone, right? Like oh, okay. at a different era. And then you're coming back to it and stuff like that. Um, and all the battles feel fun and nothing feels too out of place. There's a shield at some point, And it was 
really easy to use it. Like I used it with like right trigger or something, and I never use a shield. And you know, it's one of those shields where it's like um, twin six shooter, like you can aim it. You know. Oh, nice. Okay, sure. Yeah, which feels really good. So everything about the playability feels good. It's simple, and it's nothing to write home about, which is fine. That's like my review. Well, I mean, I think that's totally fine if you, you know, if that's what you're in the mood for. If you're in the mood for one of those, it sounds like one of those. And if that's what you want, you know, like sometimes I said this before, sometimes you just want like a regular ass burger. You don't want anything. Yes, this you is don't a regular want the, ass burger. Yeah. You don't want the onion straws. You don't want like the, the tuna filet or nothing. You know, you don't want the brioche bun. You want a regular bun. You just want a regular burger. And if that's what you're in the mood for, then that's what you want at that time. Uh, that's kind of sounding like what Zell is. It's like if you want this formula if you want carlos's tinder profile this is yes this is what it delivers and and there you go this is one of my profiles i have multiple profiles because you know <laughs> different names different profiles different picture. names different profiles and yeah. there are like you know one of them is like first person and whatever but like this one is someone i just saw in a review on steam said it's close to like was it the legend of zelda series the legend of zelda series well it's interesting because there is a lot of green and like foresty areas, and then there's sure. cyber and robot stuff too. Well, listen to the name of it though, Zell. It's like half half of Zelda. 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 Is that yeah. his reference? No, it's X E L. But well, that's what I mean. Like the sound of it though. Like oh, Zelda. I wonder. I don't know. Zell. I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's an homage or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, also, there is um, yeah the fact that it's sci-fi in any way. I'm just down yeah. right. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. robots and stuff like that. Um, what's the other thing that about it? I'm trying to read some other thing i missed yeah just the time puzzles were really interesting but it's not about that it's just about the fact that oh i was just going to say that there is parrying but you don't have to do it good bonus parrying no problem bonus parrying parrying is a problem yeah i'm dodging you know what i mean yeah Yeah. or i'm using my shield or i'm just finding an inventive way around it i just feel like so far i haven't had to like really use it and so it just feels like a fun relaxing game i recommend it all right. Yeah. Excellent. If you want Zell, uh, if you're in the mood for that thing, kind of the equivalent of the video game Comfort Burger, there yes, you go. There it is. That's not a bad thing. Nope. All right. Let me talk for a minute about Stranded Alien Dawn. This just came out, I think, this week. I've been kind of having my eye on it for a while because I really want to get into a game where you kind of like build a community, kind of build your town, fend off wildlife and stuff, you know. But, but, I, also, much like you, I have my own Tinder profile. And when it comes to these kind of things, I want to have like a story. I want to have some characters. I want to have purpose. I want to have um, clearly defined goals. I want the UI to be simple. I want, you know, I want a certain level of things that are that are tailored to exactly my taste. Because there's a lot of these games where you can just like get dropped on an alien world and like build from like a God view perspective. Right. Tons of menus. I mean, especially on PC, there's like a whole jillion of them. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's 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 a specific flavor I'm looking for. And this one looked very much like it was going to be checking off my boxes. And I, um, I sent it to you. Remember, I, I think I, I don't know if I'm you? the first one who told you about it, but... Oh, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay, I didn't really. Okay, yes, it's the same game. game. Yeah. Yes, it is the same game. Okay, so what? So stranded alien dawn, like I said, top down view, god view. Um, I I'm sure this started on PC. It must have. It feels like very much like a PC I'll game. I'll look it up. I'm sure. Yeah. But they've done um, a lot of work with the menus and the UI. Uh, so basically, you take a group of survivors. The survivors all have personality, certain skills, likes, dislikes, that whole thing. Like maybe one person likes to farm, one person hates it. One person's great with a rifle. One person is hopeless with a rifle, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. Um, 
in the there's three scenarios in the opening scenario you crash land on the planet with a pod and you have to survive like it's like literally you get dropped on the planet okay survive um but before we get to that there are over an hour of tutorials before you get into the game and the game is like dude for real we really recommend you play the tutorials first and i'm like so sometimes when a game tells you that they'll say do the tutorial first and it's separate like on a menu but also they'll tell you to do the tutorial but then also when you start the campaign the tutorial's in the campaign you know what i mean like sometimes right. they t you know like i don't want to do the tutorial twice so i'm like okay i'll just do it over here outside um literally more than an hour of really in-depth tutorials uh, some of them were kind of buggy. I had some difficulty with some of them. I felt like there were some glitches going on, but I got through the tutorials. I'm like, okay, this seems pretty cool. Building fences, uh, harvesting alien bug meat and roasting it. And, uh, you know, like managing your people, telling them to rest and like, I'm like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. Like I dig this. This is kind of what I'm in the mood for. Um, got through like the, the hour plus of tutorial, got into the campaign and it ended up being exactly the kind of game that I didn't want because what you just get dropped in. There's no story, no direction. It's literally like, here are all the tools at your disposal. Now survive. Do whatever you want. Just survive. And I'm oh, like, oh, just do stuff. Just and do then, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like a sandbox. And like, to be fair, it's really deep. There's tons of stuff you can do. All sorts of stuff you can manage. Like you can tan your own fucking leather and you can cook recipes and you can manage your people's sleep schedule. Like, and it's all done pretty well where I feel like the menus are pretty good. I mean, they're not perfect. They could be improved, but like I was having no problem navigating the menus. I'm like, this all makes sense to me. I feel like it's pretty good UI wise, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just like, just do whatever. And I uh, can't, I can't. Wait, Carlos. but I have a question. Like, yeah. so that sounds similar to Dwarf <clears throat> Fortress, which I don't, I yes. think you don't like. I don't like, no. And it's where you just kind of like watch the world like play out. But yes, in exactly. that game, to its credit, it has a lot of very unique stories that just play out, which are weird because like they have like, uh, a, you know, a, a dwarf or whatever gets drunk and then he goes and does thing and he like blows up. Like those weird emergent, emergent Emergent gameplay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blows up the bar or something. So like, is that that kind of stuff that happens here or no? It seems like. I mean, maybe. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, oh, you know, your, your colonist Sally, um, she doesn't really like to work too much and sometimes you'll catch her daydreaming and not doing her job or something. Oh. Okay, like whatever, that's fine. But it's not like, it's, it's not like emergent. But I mean, it's cool in one way because the people will do their thing like you don't need to super micromanage them you can if you want to but otherwise you can give them kind of broad strokes like okay you guys need to chop down these trees go do that and they'll kind of just like manage it on their own which is kind of cool which mm. is another reason why i thought this might be the game for me because i don't like to do super 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 micromanagement i like to do more of the broad stroke stuff like build a house over here uh plant some corn over here and then you guys figure it out just go get it done you know like i'm kind of like the boss guy giving the orders and they can work out the details um I just, I really needed a story and I feel like this game would have really benefited from taking the tutorials and integrating them into the campaign. Like for example, you crash land, one guy says to the other guy, oh snap, we should probably build a shelter. Yeah, man, I agree. And then they teach you to build a shelter while you're doing it in the campaign. That way it kind of makes more sense. You learn it organically. It also ties you to the characters because you're going through the struggle of the characters at the same time. And plus you go, you get ownership of them. Like you feel like, oh yeah. These are the guys I crashed with and we've been working so hard and we've come so far. You know, it kind of builds a rapport between you and your characters. Mm. Just getting dropped in and just being like, here's all the tools at your disposal. Survive. That's that's not fun to me. Yeah. Um, so I, I bounce like almost immediately, dude. Well, interesting turn of events there. And also I'll say I'm looking at it on Steam and it's calling it V1. 
and they have a roadmap of content. Oh, do they? Is there yeah. a story at any point? I don't see the stories. I see uh, Tame and Train about the animals. I see yeah. So and Sell, Military Outpost 1.0. So there's things coming, I think. Oh, yeah, here's one. New narrative setting. But new narrative setting doesn't setting, sound like... Setting, yeah. I mean, that's like the scenario. So like when you play this game, you can choose. It's also one of those games, like when you start a game, it's like, okay, what land do you want to be on? What scenario do you want to do? Like you're, you're setting all the parameters yourself. Right, right, right. It's right, not, right. doesn't feel like an adventure, like in the least, right? You're just like, oh, I want to challenge myself to live in the desert biome and I want to build the military base. That's the scenario I want to test myself on. Yeah. And I'm going to give myself three survivors and let's go. You know, like that's, that's it. not me. So, so like... Again, this is one of those instances where this game is 100% not for me, despite the fact it did look like it was for me. But if you're the kind of person who wants to do this stuff and you like the just survive, do whatever you want, freedom, like this, this is that game. And I think it's pretty cool in that sense. But that is 1000% not what I was looking for. So I bounce. But it's not a bad game. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same thing for me too. If it had more of that emergent gameplay, like a door fortress and it was sci-fi, I'd be actually all in. But if Lucy's just daydreaming, (laughs) that's not enough for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't, it, I'm from what I saw, I didn't see any real suggestion that in that, uh, emergent stuff was going to happen. It it just, nah, I didn't think so. So, all right. That was kind of a bummer, but you know, this may be of interest to people out there who like the way it looks. This is just not my jam. Anyway, Carlos Bramble, the Mountain King. Very curious about this one. I I like the look of the trailer. It looks kind of a spooky, maybe sort of a fairy tale sort of a thing. Lots of people in my feed are really grooving on it. So I'm very curious. What what do you think of Bramble, the Mountain King? Oh, man. I'm like wiping my brow because I'm so consternated. Is that a word? It is, but what do you mean by that? I don't know if I mean that. Um, So I've been playing it for a while because I couldn't talk about it because I had a code. Um, so now I'm excited to talk about it finally because it's officially out in the stores and everything. Um, I'll tell you about the game in a minute, but I'm, I'm split on it. Like I'm full on, almost 50-50 split. Okay. Because for the longest time, and I mean like a week or three or four days at least, maybe five, I was stuck and it wasn't out yet. So there's no help. And I think we had asked the developer like if they could and help they never us. Got back and they never us, got back yeah. to us. But like, I mean, I just couldn't play the game. And like, like full on stuck. But uh, before it came out, no, as soon as it came out, of course, the internet had a walkthrough. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, you motherfuckers. The game <laughs> just came out. It's a full walkthrough on YouTube. Okay. Um, but I went there and thanks to the YouTuber, let's look it up. I don't want to mess this up. Where is it? Um, Shirako with two R's. Okay. S-H-A-R-R-A-K-O. <clears throat> Thank you very much, kind person. Um, they had to walk through and they showed me how to beat the section, which I'll get to in my review. Okay. Um, so that's why I was stuck for so long. I was like, I think I love this game, but I cannot play it. Um, so what is this game? It is, wow, really cool. Based on, I want to say, what kind of folklore? Do you want to look it up for me? Is yeah, I'll look Swedish? it up. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a, a mythical Nordic Swedish something, and you'll tell me in a second. It's based on like this really interesting myths. Uh, like fairy tales, right? Yeah, um, yeah. What's that like? There's that whole series about cursed fairy tales or something. It's like dark that. Nordic fables. Yeah, dark Nordic, Nordic is what they're going after. Norse okay. fables. Yeah. So you, it's a, it's like, um, it's for the most part, it's like left to right two D game, but then you move around the environment sometimes, and it's three D. Uh, so it kind of mixes the two. There's a game like that. I mean, it's like Limbo. It's like Inside. Those games where 
it's generally left to right, but then lots of times you kind of go into the foreground and background. Okay, gotcha. That kind of gotcha. thing. Okay. Actually, Limbo, I don't think does does that at all, but like other games like that, right? Uh, I'm trying to think of another example, but you kind of m- move around the environment, but you're going generally in one direction. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of um, what is that one where you're like a, a scary game where you're like you wear that little yellow raincoat? Oh, like Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares. Yeah, yeah like that? it's that vibe. Yeah. Okay. Where you might go forward, you might go away from the screen, or you might go toward the screen. You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thing. Gotcha. So you play as a little kid. Um, your sister goes missing. You're like in a little village, and you go out to find her. Um, you eventually do find her right away, but then you're outside in this kind of weird, you know, woods and stuff. And you kind of get separated again, and now you're just trying to find her. Uh, oh, yeah, she gets captured, I think, at some point. And it's just amazing. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it starts off so, like, fairy tale-ish and cute and adorable in a way. Hans and Gretel kind of thing, Hans and Gretel thing. Like a vibe of, like, children, but there's like, uh-oh, there's some danger on the corner, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red riding it or something. And then <clears throat> when the danger hits, without spoiling too much, I'll, I'll tell a couple things. It's graphic as F. I mean, okay, it is so it gets pretty dark. Intense. Like yes. Okay, gotcha. And I was not ready for that. Uh, the best example is, at some point, you might meet a little town of gnomes. Like, little gnomes. They're adorable. Oh, God. Are they carnivores? No, no, no. They're actually nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> but at some point, I'm walking with them, and this game has a lot of instant deaths. So basically, the whole game is get through whatever screen you're on without dying. Sometimes it's nice, and it's just jumping, and it's just enjoying the environment, so which I like about, the, about this game a lot, right? You're just seeing this beautiful environment. You're meeting weird characters and stuff. But other times, the whole idea is the screen is in, in danger. Like, there's danger stuff all around. So the first real big danger uh, was why it caught me off guard is after I meet the little gnomes and I've done like little mini games with them, I walk and they follow me to go to this next area and there's bear traps everywhere. Oh no. And instantly a little gnome gets caught in one and it shouldn't be funny, but it was. Did you laugh at that senseless death? Oh, he got chomped so bad. And and then they would I couldn't I couldn't like tell them not to follow me. So sometimes they would just run into him and just get snapped up and blood everywhere. Anyways, at some point there's like monsters and other characters that are bigger than the whole screen. You know, Shadow of Colossus kind of thing. Okay. And okay. they're it's all beautiful, man. This this game is so beautiful. I don't know what they're doing. It's just rendered beautiful. It's got that fairy tale dark look to it. I mean before I got stuck, I was like, I'm all in on this game. It's weird. It's got, you know, folklore that I don't know about, which I always like. You know, what's that game you played? You learned about a ton of, like... Black Book. I Black learned about Book. the exactly. Slavic, uh, Man, that was great. Yeah, That's what this feels like. I'm like, oh, my... And then they actually do some backstory. Like, there's this one uh, character, I won't spoil too much, that's in a, in a sea or a lake, and they tell the backstory of why that character is, like, horrific. And so then you kind of understand, you know, you don't feel like just scared. Um, and then there's like a butcher who's like literally chopping up like dead bodies. And you're like, what is this game? And then there's <laughs> this like. reminds me of um, Brothers a little bit. Like... And Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Brothers okay. vibe. But dark is like, it's much darker. And like at some point there's like this ability to shine this light. And that kind of have, has this like um, something you can fight back with. It's not like a, you're hurting enemies, but you can like use it to solve puzzles or Get out of situations. Um, and so anyways, I'll cut to the chase because I want people to play it. I'm still recommending it. 
But what happened is there was a section where you had to run from roof to roof of a house. Yeah, okay. And you know about the section? No, no. I remember you telling me about it. Oh, and okay. I was like, okay, I was very curious to hear like how this resolved. Cause, yes. Because PR never got back to us. And I, I realized that PR is busy and you know the, all this stuff. But like, it's kind of a bad look when you are kind of like looking into a game for coverage and you get stuck and you ask for help and they never get back to you. That's, yeah. that's not great. Well, I'm not going to put it on them because I still want people to play this game. I don't sure, sure, care. Sure. And Shiraco, you know, thanks to you. Yes, thank you very much. Um, but basically what I would do is Again, you can shine your light to do certain things. And so um, I, I'm not really a big fan of instant death. They pull it off pretty well because their save system's awesome. Like after you die, it's like you pretty much start where you were. Every once in a while, you have to backtrack a little bit. Most of the time, you start where we were. So there's these houses. As soon as you get on the houses, there's this huge plant that shines its light. If you get caught in the light, it's over, right? Vines okay. take off the house and you're dead. Yes. But you can hide behind things like chimneys. So you hide behind chimneys, a shadow, you're fine. You get to a point where there's no cover besides like these little grass like leaves or something. And then you have to shine your light to make a chimney fall down and then like hide behind it. But every time I do it, like it's impossible. Like the timing won't work. Just like the guy always gets you. Yeah, I always gets me and I can never run that far. And I go, well, this is fucked. I watched Scirocco do it. And there's certain leaves you can crouch down in, and I had no idea you could. What do you mean? Like there's a little like a, a like, hiding space you didn't notice? Or they're something? on the they're on the roof, and they're like little you know grass pieces. But normally you you would not be able to hide in those. You just get seen. But for some reason you can crouch down and you won't get seen. Oh, so like you were see like like you were seeing where you were supposed to hide, but your brain didn't register it as a hiding place. And so no, you were hiding there. No, because I think I've even played another like level where that didn't work. Where it doesn't know? work. Yeah, okay. yeah. So inconsistent hiding then. Yeah. So anyways, I hid and then was able to make it there and beat that whole section. So the game's fucking great. Like it's a weird, unique, one of a kind game that's dark and funny and just weird. And by the way, the only other mechanic is you can also do, you jump into first person sometimes to like look at your environment. And there's like some puzzle stuff like with that, gotcha, you know, gotcha. like picking up objects, but, <clears throat> but man, it's just fucking cool, dude. I, I wanted to say that for a while. Cause as soon as I started, I was like, what is this game? Holy shit. Weird. It's way too dark than it should be, but I like that. And, uh, it's, it's just twisted, but I love it. It sounds like a winner, man. I'm going to have to add this. In fact, I just typed up add to list because nice. this one sounds like I want to get around to it. And now you know because Shiraco yeah. helped us out how you can beat I will that not get section. stuck because you helped me out and Shiraco yeah. and you both uh, hit me to that. So that sounds like a win. This sounds like this sounds like one that people who listen to this podcast probably are going to be guaranteed to like. Would you say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Check it yeah. out. Yeah. All right. Okay. So listen, man, I'm going to do a quick detour here. I'm looking at the time and I feel like we're on a little bit of a time crunch. My proposal to you... Uh, in real time is that we skip the next two games i got a quick one and let's finish with the big one and wrap because i'm, I'm real concerned uh, that i'm gonna run out of time to do the stuff i need to yeah do let's do the, okay the big game at the end we'll take pretty much the whole time do you yeah, want to just jump me, to that let me get i gotta give one really like super quick one and then let's do the big game and then we're okay done. okay we can bounce okay uh and we'll i'm writing these games down folks we'll get to them at some point i don't I, we will have to get to them but not tonight tonight is not that night i apologize well we're let really, me put an asterisk and tell yeah. everybody the, the uh, listening audience that i'm playing star wars fallen order Yep. Because I'm going to be playing Star Wars Survivor, which gives you a little idea that I went back to it and am having a good time. So, yeah, we'll yes. talk about both of those games, I think, next week. Yeah, I think very possible. And I, and just for full disclosure, I think I cut 
four other games from the agenda. So like we had like like nice. six other games to talk about. Well, we, we got next week already. Tonight. Yeah, we got next week and stuff. So uh, okay. So really quickly, I want to talk about Varney Lake. This is a really short and sweet, but kind of intense visual novel. Just came out. It is the sequel to Mothman 1966, or is it Mothmen? Mothmen, I believe. Yeah, at we, least Mothmen 1966. It, yeah. I apologize. Um, so this is the second in the Pixel Pulp series, and I think this stuff is just dynamite. Um, it's really short. It's only like an hour, like at most. Uh, it tells the story of three kids on their summer vacation and this is not much of a spoiler because it's right there in the title card and also in the info they meet a vampire um and so it's just about what these three kids do with this vampire over summer vacation um it's not like what you think it is much like you just said about bramble it does get like suddenly dark all of a sudden and you're kind of thrown for a loop it's very much like a choose your own adventure where you have got multiple choice points in the story and it can take you to different events I think there's four or six different endings that you can get. I don't know how different they are because much like you, I play through and whatever happens is my canon and that's it. Like I'm done. I don't go back to do the other ending because that just doesn't work for me. But um, I think it's great. I feel like the pixel art is awesome. I feel like uh, the, the mood and vibe is all on point. I love what they're doing. If they put out one of these like every three months, I would buy it and play it every three months. Like no problem. Just like for the rest of my life. I think these are so fun. Um, they're just like really, really concentrated bits of like dark, you know, cryptozoology and mystery and alien stuff and vampires and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say full disclosure, it, the game makes more sense if you have played Mothman 1966. You don't have to. But they definitely reference stuff that happens in the first game. And there might be a few moments where you're like, who the fuck is this? And why not? And you, I'm sure it's cheap, right? Oh, yeah. Like, get them both, dude. Like, yeah, get, them both, get them both. Buy Mothman. Play that. It's fucking great. And also, as a side note, Mothman 1966 comes with one of the best card games I've ever played. It's called Impossible Solitaire. Hmm. I was so fucking addicted to it, dude, that I got a deck of cards in real life. And I started playing it in real life wow. because it was so good. Impossible Solitaire comes with mothman play mothman then play varney lake uh it's kind of got that little stand by me stephen king kind of vibe to it um it takes you like an hour you'll have a good time you'll love the art it's just it's just a this is a nice little treat i just love it so much so get those two things they're both they're great xbox switch ps pc you can get it anywhere i love pixel pulps this shit is the best so check it out they look cool check it out <clears throat> check it out okay um, we've cut everything else out of the menu in order to talk about this game now, which is still under embargo as of recording, but the embargo will drop May 1st at 5 p.m. And you can expect this podcast to go out pretty soon after that embargo drops. We are talking about Redfall, the new boom, game boom, coming. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, coming from, is it Bethesda and Arcane or is it just Arcane? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Arcane and Bethesda Publishing, but they're Are they Xbox? together? I don't know. Hold on, I'll write it. I'll look it up. Look it up. I, for From Arcane Studios, for sure. For some reason, I feel like I recall seeing Bethesda's oh, name. Oh, well, yeah, but Bethesda's publisher, but it's like okay. they're all Microsoft, right? So. Yeah, yeah, so it's all under that. Anyway, coming from the same people that did, uh, what else does Arcane do? They did, what was that one you liked so much? That I Dishonored. Like? Dishonored, and, and, yeah. Uh, the Deadloop game. Is it Deadloop? No, Death Deathloop. Deathloop. Yeah. Deathloop, that one. Yeah. So basically, uh Redfall um is kind of like the big the big Microsoft thing that they've been hyping for a while. Uh trailers have been coming out for a couple months. It's a 
ostensibly it looks like kind of like a left for dead sort of a thing at first uh they sh the trailer shows four people each with different powers there's like a girl who can summon a ghostly elevator there's a woman who's got like a little drone there's a guy who's got like a glowing eye and then there's also like a guy who i'm not even sure what his powers were just kind of nondescript or whatever he looked charming that was his power i guess nice. um and they go to this town that's been taken over by vampires. And so they, four of them together, of course, is like, you know, the four player multiplayer angle. You go with some buddies, you go kill some vampires in this town and see what's what. So the publisher was kind enough to send us a couple of codes to check this out, which we, we have done. I have put in about, I want to say four hours. We just got the codes yesterday. Carlos, how much have you played? Yeah, I think about the same. We'll, we'll be able to know when we talk about where we got to and stuff. Okay. You know how okay. there's like a main story campaign, which there is what is, we're yes. playing? Yes. I, I think I got to the third or fourth section there. Okay. It's like a little roadmap, and you can yes, like pick is. different ones. So I think I'm on the third or fourth one of those. Okay. I'm only on like the second one, but I did like a bunch of side quests. There's a bunch of side quests in this oh, game, okay. so I kind of got got wrapped up in side quests. But basically, so here's what happens. Um, it is ostensibly a four-player experience, but they are pretty clear about saying that there is a... You can play it by yourself. You can. I have not played um, with Carlos or anybody else. Carlos, you played by yourself, I assume. Yep, I played solo, yep. So solo. So solo is totally doable. Yep. You can solo it, no problem. Uh, I will say that the story campaign and your progress is tied to whichever character you pick first. So I picked the Indian crypto hunter and his name is um, we should look is. this up i'm gonna look I know, it up right now i just almost like oh yeah the, the indian guy he's really funny and i like his voice actor uh and he's got cool gadgets i forget what his name is i'll look it up uh who did you pick by the way i picked the guy who goes invisible and has a crow the guy with the glowing eye okay cool. yeah that, but know. let's just call it that instead of that's the funny. actual names. No, no, it's Devinder is Devinder yours. is mine. Cryptic Hunter, right? Cryptid Hunter. Crypto, cryptid, cryptid. Verified not the, cryptologist? Yeah, no. he's he, he's not going after bored apes. He's going after Bigfoot. Yeah. Yes. And I guess I am Jacob Boyer. Okay. And he's got the crow and the glowing eye. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your story campaign progress is tied to whichever character you pick first. Um, you can jump into other games with that character. And I believe you can also switch between other characters as well for multiplayer or whatever. But your story progress will always be tied to the first person. Um, so choose wisely. Uh, and then you get it set loose into this town. Um, I guess uh, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of... Man, I got a lot to say. And I'm not even sure where to start. Carlos, do you want to? You got something you want to say right off the well, bat, or how do you want to tackle this? I'll do a, I'll do a, a quick summary. Maybe you can do a quick summary too. Okay. Okay. And then I prepared, which actually will go pretty quickly, if you want to do it this way. I prepared a pros and cons list. Okay, it's funny. I did the same thing. Oh, did you? I kind of did. Yeah. Um, it's mainly a cons list. Okay, that's fair. yeah. That's and fair. Um, and there is no pros. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cons list. I made a cons list. Okay, that's a different list. I've yeah, never so. made a cons list for any game, but on my phone while I was playing it, I just kept writing things down like, oh, that's weird that that's the way that yes. is. Yes. Oh, I don't like that. And then when I got to the end of it, I was like, oh, there's it's just cons. So, spoiler, that's my summary. Um, I was let down. Obviously, the, the, the biggest you know elephant in the room is the first part of titles, for Microsoft, the thing that I keep going back to, which, by the yeah. way, I know you you poo poo me bringing that up all the time, but we're gonna have to go back to it again next week because what is next week things. Well, it's just on the podcast because things are happening, and again, it's not Carl's fishing for Xbox to fail because again, I have friends that work there, but there's some problems, okay? And all this right, isn't can... isn't a great part of 
the problems they're already having. So the fact is, you know, the number one thing is the 30 frames per second. We'll talk about that in a second on the cons, sure, but sure. that came out. That was the news item. But more importantly, I think as a summary, I just didn't have fun in the game. And yes, okay. I can play multiplayer with somebody and that might make it more fun. But again, you and you and I both generally don't play multiplayer. No, so never. I'm not going to come to a game for that. And I love Arcane. They also did Wolfenstein, remember? remember? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I liked all their DLC and I loved what they do in the solo player world. Um, I didn't like Deathloop, which was also very focused on multiplayer. Okay. So the multiplayer part might help. I will never figure that out because I'm not going to do that route. But what I played is my quick summary as a single player game yeah. feels like an online game that has a little bit of single player there and it feels unfinished. Interesting. That's my so, summary. So let me balance this out here because yeah. uh, I did the exact same thing that you did. I, I went into this game knowing that you could play a single player and that I probably, you know, well, well you know, I, I could play with my wife and son. Uh, that that is a thing that could uh, ostensibly happen, but for for today, I knew I wouldn't be playing any multiplayer today, right? I didn't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started this game, I will say, in in no uncertain terms, it it gets off on the wrong foot. It gives a very poor first impression. Um, I was like you; I started making a cons list right off the bat. I got really frustrated. Um, I don't think the ver- the opening mission I think is garbage. I don't think they do. <laughs> a good job of setting up the world. I don't think they do a good job of setting up the story. The story. It's just, yeah. they kind of just like stumble their way through the opening of the game. And it was really poor. Um, I think this game also struggles with communicating to the player about what this game is and how they want you to play it. I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff the developers probably have in their heads that was not communicated. And um, it's interesting because we got, uh, I got a review guide when I got the codes for this. I didn't send it to you. Uh, I didn't even look at it until uh, a little while ago. But when you look at the review guide, a lot of the stuff that I'm like, uh, I felt like was missing from the game is actually in the review guide. So mm. it's like that doesn't do regular players any good. You need to put that stuff in your game. And it was it was such a, a, a miserable opening, honestly, that I had my son uh, was watching over my shoulder and I got really mad. I got really frustrated and I was about to quit. And I'm like, look, hey, man, you want to just take over and just fuck around and maybe you can find figure out what to do. And he did. Luckily, nice. Um, he figured it out for me, um, and we got past the the opening section, which was miserable. Um, but he didn't. He does not like this game very much at all. And it's funny because as I was constructing my cons list, I got a pretty significant cons list. It's pretty. It's like so do it's I. Like 15, 20 items, right? So but, is mine. But I will say this. I will say this. The longer I played this game, the more I liked it, and I actually feel like I kind of came around on it at the end. I don't think this is. It's final form. I feel like there's a million things wrong with it right now, but I kind of see what they're going for. And I ended up having a lot of fun with it. I think I'm going to keep playing it. And I think my biggest takeaway at the moment, and we can get into details in a second here. I think my biggest takeaway is kind of similar to yours where I feel like the developers didn't quite commit to a direction. I feel like it's half of like a dishonored sim, immersive sim. It's half of like an online buddy shooter, run and gun sort of thing. It's half of like an open world game, but it's also half. I realize this is four halves. I'm not great at math. Yes. I realize it's half of like, you know, just some kind of a weird, like more arcadey experience. I feel like they just did not pick a direction. And I think that the overall game suffers for it. But once I got through the miserable first mission and started doing the side missions and messing around a little bit, I genuinely started having more fun. And I I definitely think I'm, I'm higher on it than you are right now. 
Well, I think that part of the half and the half and the half stuff. Four is, halves. It's yeah, four, four halves. halves. That's how math works. Um, my asterisk was going to be, and kind of a, not positive, but something, is I just think it's the perfect example of, again, Microsoft being under the gun to deliver, and that means Arcane's under the gun to deliver, right? And I don't think they had enough time. It's that classic story of like, hey, we already slipped, you know what I mean, a bunch of times. Sure. Or at least a couple of times. The 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 fans are foaming at the mouth. They need a, a title for us, you know. And I just think it's not done. Like if you look at some of the stuff I'm going to talk about on my cons list, it's just not okay. an unfinished game. But we'll get to the cons list in a minute. But I'm saying the positive is that I'm not going to blame fully the developers because it really feels to me like a rush job. Where the fact is, yeah, it's not. It hasn't picked a direction. It's an yeah. online game with a single player campaign. Like I said. And by the way, this isn't my cons list, but I'll talk about it here. You know, it's one of those games where you can't pause it. Oh, which sucks. You know what I mean, which I is hate fucking so bullshit. Bad. I hate it. Because if it. you're saying I'm playing it single player, you're not. Then you're saying like, oh, this is really an online game, but you can't. You know what I mean? Like, I am in a, I am in a solo instance. Yes. As opposed to I am playing a single player yeah. game. Yeah. Which again speaks to what you said, and speaking to what I said, it just doesn't feel like it's picked its lane. Yeah. Exactly. Let's do the con list so we can get this pain over with. Okay. Um, okay. Let's do the con list. Sure. You go we'll ahead do first. One and, we want to do one and one or just all yeah, one? one? Let's do one and one. Ooh, one this one. is fun. I don't want to revel in this. I wanted this to succeed, and it might in the future. Here's our cons list. Well, and spoilers, I'm going to end up high on it anyway. So you, we're I don't know how on that's on possible. Okay. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Go ahead. So first off, 30 frames per second. It does cause a problem. I, it's, it's always been an issue for me anyhow. I didn't want it to be. I was like, it'll be fine. But as, the minute I started spinning around because this game wants you to be fast and running around and shooting things... In general, I got a little dizzy with the 30 frames. I didn't like it. Okay. That didn't bother me at all. The 30 frames, I didn't think it not even an issue for me. Um, but what did bother me, me okay. doesn't even bother me. The the control sticks. Oh, my God. I could not get the camera and control to a part where I felt like it was comfortable and natural. I feel like I am constantly fighting the stick. There's, like, too much of a dead zone on the right stick. Oh, weird. See, I didn't have a problem with that at oh, all. Oh, my God. Like, it drives me up the fucking wall. Like, I cannot... I've tweaked... I think there's, like, two different settings. Two or three different settings you can tweak that have to do with the camera and the stick oh, motion. Weird. I've been fucking with it all day constantly, and I cannot get it to a place where it feels comfortable, which is weird because in most games, not an issue. And this one, it's just... It is, like, nails on chalkboard to me. Okay. Wait, mine, I didn't have a problem with that. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, All right. The graphics did stutter for me. So not even 30 frames per second, but it actually stuttered. Like, okay. it dropped to like four or five frames. Like, and I don't know why. That I, I did not have that experience, okay. but I believe you. Also, graphics in general for me, unfinished. Like, literally, texture maps not on things. Really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. Again, I immediately went to the docks or whatever where all that mud was. I don't know if mm -hmm. that's part of the first mission. I did like yeah, a yeah, stealthy yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I was go as going along the wall, there was like little sections of graphics that weren't, that were just pop in there. Hmm. They, they weren't even like finished graphics. Interesting. Um, again, it's not the whole world. It's got a good vibe to it, but like. Do you have the, the X or the S? What do you have? I have the X. The X. I have the X too. I didn't notice any of that. I could show you the place. I can screenshot it. I mean, I, I believe it. I'm there's not, many I'm not sections. You. It's just like if you are like, like me, where I'm like an Hawkeye for like graphics, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, so that's one thing. Go back to you. All right. For me, okay, so this is interesting because this game in some ways really takes a lot of strides towards accessibility. And I want to respect that and I want to, you know, I want to thank them for that. Because before you start the game, you get to the accessibility menu, which is the proper thing to do. So good, good arcane. Like so many times, like you'll you'll start a game and the subtitles are not on the opening cinematic. You miss it, and you don't know what they're saying. You got to go back, watch it again, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's shitty. 
And I really appreciate that. But some of the omissions in the accessibility are so fucking enormous, like it blows my mind. So I'll tell you, um, you can have subtitles and you can have captions. Subtitles is just like people talking. That's all. Captions is like when you hear like, oh, car engine revs or right. hawk, hawk shrieks or something. Okay. So like you're walking around in the world and you'll hear... The subtitle will come up. It'll say um, vampire laughs menacingly or something. Or he'll there'll be a quote of like, oh, I can see you. I have no idea where that sound is coming from. I don't either. I have the same con. Yes. I'm like, I don't know where any enemies are. I got headphones on. I can't tell where anybody's coming from. They're, you know, until you're getting shot and you die pretty quick in this game. So it's like I'm walking around. It's dark. There's no enemy outlines. I don't have a ping. Maybe your guy does because your guy's got the eye. Maybe that's his job. I'm not job using or that ping. I'm not using that ping. Well, you it's got useless. a bird, right? The bird is supposed it, he's to. He's useless. So sorry, sorry. Okay. Buddy. Oh well, that's okay. But for me, it's like I'm walking around. I don't know where anybody is. I need directional indicators, and I think that currently, the standard set is I think for Fortnite. Fortnite does it the best, where you can turn on the deaf and hard of hearing mode, and it gives you like a little directional indicator where sound is coming from. Gunshots, cars, all oh, those walking. little vibrations. Remember and stuff too. Uh, I don't have any vibrations. I don't like happens, no, not vibrations. It, I mean, like it shows like a little visual vibration thing. Yeah, like it gives you like a little visual indicator visual, of, of, yeah. in 360 degrees of where the sound is coming from. Like I don't know where anybody is. I am constantly getting shot in the back. I am constantly getting like surprised, and I don't know where people are. Um, I, that's a huge problem for me. And I think if you're a deaf person playing this game, you, you're going to be constantly like surprised the entire game through. It sucks. I hate well, it. And on top of that. It's like we already said, like we were kind of confused with the story. So like they kept, they kept mentioning Hollow Man and stuff. Yes. And I was yes. like, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you? Is this Same. a voice in my ear? Do I have Same. a radio? You know. Yes. That's real bad. Again, doesn't seem finished. Okay, I agree with you. Is that uh, your con or no? You got another con. That's a con. I'll just take it off my list if I. That was a we, bonus if, con. All right. If we ahead. if we have one the same, I'm just taking it off my list. Go for it. Go no for dodge. It. What the fuck? No dodge. Yeah. Multiplayer yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against other people, and I'm just gonna have to like crouch or like jump or use my abilities. <laughs> yes, and and the slide also. I didn't put this down, but the slide's shit. Like, so if you run, might as well dodge, not even be, in the not even be yeah. there. Okay, go um, ahead. No stealth kill. Am I wrong? Like, I've I didn't stealth I, kill anything yet. Nope. I tried. So like they they start the game out and they kind of give you that immersive sim thing where when you get to the end of the second first mission, I guess they're like, oh, here's a firehouse. You can blow your uh you know you can go in guns blazing in the front you can sneak oh, in the roof right. you can yeah. go in the back they kind of give you that whole do whatever you want kind like of in dishonored. Thing. yeah like did. in dishonored yeah um so i try to tell somebody i sneak i i i i'm gonna do like a multi a multi-con i guess i'm i'm trying to be sneaky i have no idea how sneaky i am can they see me can they not see me <laughs> yeah i have yeah. no clue yeah and uh you know so i'm trying to sneak i come up behind a guy no stealth kill i just punch him in the back and i'm like what the fuck yeah. what is going on like how can how can i possibly play things the way i want to play and be sneaky and stuff when there is no stealth and there's no stealth kill dude i did the same thing at the firehouse i crouched and i got behind him and then he yeah. just slowly turns around and he's like so what's up buddy i'm like yeah, and you just like oh, i'm just gonna shoot you something. never mind yeah, yeah just... and by the way that punch is op sometimes and sometimes it does nothing exactly yes exactly these are right, that, a lot of cons okay keep going keep going I, there's I'm gonna no end world I'm where gonna end mine, on I there's no world where that should happen okay i agree um, you dude okay this is this is working my last nerve this is gonna give okay. me an eye headache okay oh no, no. Eye, you have yes. to hold down not even press down hold down on the digital pad to heal yes. are you shitballing me 
And I what just made that why? phrase up. Why does that bother you so much? Are you fucking kidding me? No. I'm in not the middle me. of the heat of battle, it's just it fucking hard to do. What I, other I game mean, do you play where that's normal? I mean, uh, uh, Days Gone does that. My wife just is playing it right now. Days Gone is a slow game where you're kind of like just doing stuff and getting sure. lay of land. It's a different type of game. This is a Twitch shooter, especially for you multiplayer. I, I can't see any world where you think that that makes sense. Digital I pad. Like was, I mean, yeah, that makes it strategic to me where you got to be in a place where you can hold on for a minute. And, oh, bullshit. And it, it does, we will I, agree I'm not, to disagree on that. that it doesn't wash. bother me too much. It doesn't bother me too much. You hold down, though. Have you not died from holding down heal with your, uh, zombies at, or vampires attacking you? No, I usually run away and I find a place or something. No, it hasn't, it hasn't been Running an issue away and so finding a place to heal is bullshit in a game like this. But go ahead. <laughs> That's my con. All right, my next, my next con. Uh, too much item pickup. There is too much crap you need to pick up. Like, I don't think that is a real valuable thing. You pick up food items to heal yourself and you pick up junk like duct tape and wire and you know cloth and that just adds money to your list which i get you need to you know resources in-game economy okay sure 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 whatever i mean we're all in this surviving vampire apocalypse together but the gun dealer still is going to charge me money that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but whatever but i wish you could just like hoover it up automatically i don't want to like click and click and click and click and click and click and click on all these tiny little things that are scattered around the environment it's too annoying it's and plus with the my unpleasantness with the camera that sucks as well i wish you could just like walk over it it's like I think you walk over the ammo and it picks it up, but you don't pick up yeah, like the items. True. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, this is this is horseshit. Like get rid of that. It's a waste of time. I agree. And uh, in a game like Fallout or something like that, I would enjoy doing that. But I don't know what any of that stuff I'm doing. Uh, what of that stuff does when I pick it up? Besides money, like I, I yeah. don't need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it just it's not a great feeling. To that point of the money thing, you have to buy your health kits. Fuck off. You do. Fuck Sometimes off. you do. Not always. Sometimes. You find some, obviously. But the point is, I went there and they're like 750 whatever, you know, coin, dollar, whatever. And yeah. I was like, it's just too much. That's insane. Just give me, like, refill it when I go back to base. That's you it. should. I think that if you go to Fucking the safe no. house, you can get some free ones. It's like sometimes you pay for them, sometimes you don't. It feels a little bit inconsistent to me. You do pay for them at the firehouse, but you don't pay for them in the safe house. So I don't know oh, why that is. It's kind of weird. Okay. It's weird. Um, um for me, let's see. Uh, I feel like enemies are like every enemy in this game is a hyper alert sniper. I don't know if you've had this experience where like, I'll try to take somebody out and like all of a sudden everybody in the area is alerted. Everybody can see me from a mile away. Um, I just feel like you're always playing the sniper game. Like you're never really like approaching it. And there's no real melee weapons or anything. I don't have anything melee. No. Do you have a melee weapon? I do no? that punch and it feels terrible. Yeah. The punch is like the only thing. Or if you're wearing, if you have a, a gun with a stake at the end of it that qualifies, but only against vampires. You can't really use it. So there's no melee. And so I feel like you're always like, I'm wanting to engage people from as far away as possible because everybody can always know where I'm at. They always see me. I've never had an instance where they didn't know where I was and they're just picking me off at range. That That is dumb. Like there needs to be a place where they miss more. They don't know where you are. You need to employ some surprise mechanics to kind of get the drop on people. I don't feel like that's really well done. I don't think it is either, but you just made me ham up with a new one. And then after this, we're going to do two at a time. So we can, can you gotta get through them. Uh, you just made me think of a new one, which is uh, back to our original idea of this being kind of like, or my idea of not unfinished. It just feels like the map has bad dudes and vampires yeah. and they're just random. Like they're just walking around all over the place. They see you, like you said, immediately and then you're just fighting them. So it just yeah. feels like you're cleaning them out 
like a like a multiplayer game. So anyways, yeah. um, there's the jump is weak. It's like gravity is heavy or something. Yeah, I think the I jump is sh- is, sh- is shit, and the dodge is non-existent. Uh, and I'll also say the uh, abilities. The whole idea of this game so far, I've got two out of the three. So maybe the third one is the magic number. Okay, but the the crow does not almost nothing. It tags enemies, which I should do in any game. Right, sure. Any game that's like a, that's a basic ability. Yep. Yeah, and the other one's invisibility, which I used a couple times to get away from a vampire. But like, I don't need it because basically I'm just shooting motherfuckers. Yeah. So um, I don't like my abilities and the game about abilities. Yeah. So I, okay. So to to go along with that, I think that the game really struggles with communicating what it wants you to do. I think that's a, one of the biggest cons. I think is like they just don't seem to know how they want you to approach it, and then. You don't really quite know what to do. Like, I don't know. Is it a running gun? It feels like a running gun, but sometimes it feels like you want me to be stealthy and careful. I got to pick up all these items like a Fallout game and Fallout's not running gun, but sometimes it feels like it's half of this and half of that and like, you know, whatever. So I feel like the the game is really poor at teaching you how to play with it. And it wasn't until like after two or three hours when I started to experiment and figure things out on my own that I'm like, okay, I think I know what the rhythm of this game is now you could have just told me a lot of this stuff beforehand. Like you could have told me a lot of these interesting details about how the systems work and all this like really important stuff. Um, but I think the story, like kind of like you said, is really poorly told. I don't want to pick up notes. I never want to pick up notes. I in a never game want like to pick this. up notes. Nope. Too many notes. And like, I don't understand who the hollow man is. I don't understand <laughs> what happened. Like there's like yeah. um, these, these want these, mercenary guys but there's also cultists but there's the hollow man but then there's vampires who's working together who's not working together what is my role in this like it all just seemed to happen all of a sudden i thought this thing literally just went down and all of a sudden there's like this entrenched sides going on and what like the story doesn't make any sense at all and the only way that i enjoy the story is if i approach it kind of like like the original dead island where it's like my base is the fire the fire station and i'm talking to survivors and i'm going on missions in the town that feels pretty good to me but the overall story is just like a mess, dude. Yeah, and to the story point, I agree with you. The the um, the cutscenes are three D models that are paused. What? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Talk about unfinished. It feels like a mobile game or something like out of the olden like three D models that are paused. What is that? What is the point? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. A um, couple other things, really quickly. If you die, there's I, the fast travel is pretty rough. Like as I. I couldn't unlock this one place because I couldn't figure out how to put power on that house or whatever. Oh, I couldn't unlock the safe house. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't figure it out. And if you didn't do that, then you can't fast travel. So then when I died a few times, you go really far back. Yeah. So I do. just hated the fact that I had to backtrack for a long time because I didn't feel like I was running fast in a game that they really, again, focused on like cool abilities and jumping around the screen. I just felt like I was walking back <laughs> to the crash site. Um, that sucked. And then one other really quick thing on the weapons. My best weapon right now is yeah. a handgun. Is it really? It's you haven't found easily OP. It's yeah. There's this, oh, I found this one specific handgun. You know those like levels of fucking. Blue, yeah, there's like blue, purple, green, gold, blue, purple, yeah. green, whatever. Yeah. It's not gold. It's not purple. Anything. It's like I think it's just green, blue, or green or something. Okay. And it just never misses. I'm doing headshots with my handgun or handgun, handgun. Yeah, I think I thought it said hand cannon. Um, yeah, I mean, there's one that, like, you shoot, uh, what's it called, the spear, and it comes back or whatever, and you got to reload it. That's, like, an instant kill, but it's, like, super slow. The machine gun's super slow. I don't know. There's all these things that just don't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. I just don't, again, like, anything about what I'm doing in the game with the combat. My best gun's a handgun. It's interesting because they do do, they have that syndrome of where you're constantly picking up guns all the time, which is really weird in a game like this. That feels like 
a very arcadey run and gun sort of thing, but it kind of feels at odds with like the other rest of the game. But well, it's for okay, the so multiplayer, right? It's for the multiplayer. I mean, I guess, but like, I don't want to go through equipment that fast. That seems kind of that's never something I'm really a big fan of. But okay, so l- let's last uh, two any, each. Go. I don't have any more cons. Okay. I want to. I want to end big. So you can, can I add your last like cons two here. last cons? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, you have to use a shotgun with a stake in it in the beginning because you have to use the stake to kill the vampires. Sure. Any any gun with a stake. There's multiple that have stakes. Okay. On them. Yeah. Um. The vehicles only exist to blow them up. Yes. There's no cars or anything. Yes. No, but they're there, and you can only use them to blow them up. You that's their the purpose. Trunk. You can get stuff yeah, out of the yeah, trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, and then that's uh, oh, oh it posed on a menu. In the menu. In the menu. That's funny. I was like, I've never seen that before. And tell me your positive thing to end this on. Okay. So this was quite a long list of of cons, right? From me, from Carlos. I think it's pretty clear that this game needs a little bit more work. It is not, it doesn't feel finished. It doesn't feel like it has a, a clear direction. But here's my thoughts on it, right? So like, here's where I think, here's what I like about it. What I like about it is I like my character, Devender. I think he's pretty funny. Um, I like his voiceovers and I think that I am approaching this game very much like the original Dead Island. And what I mean by that is you have a home base, you're in a town, which is essentially open world. They give you kind of these missions. You can go out and choose whichever one you want to do. Um, now, these systems don't really work that great, right? Like I, I, I struggle with some of the, uh, the getting around surfaces and, you know, you can't stealth and stuff. So it's not like all super dialed in or anything like that. But I do kind of like just kind of learning the town doing the missions, getting to know the people back at the base a little bit. So I think that works pretty well. I like Devinder's powers. Um, he's got some pretty cool powers. He has a teleporter, which gets him up to high places, which is really useful because verticality is sometimes a thing. Or or you can even throw it down if you need to get down a big thing. That really helps a lot. He's got a, a spear that he can throw at long distance to take out clusters of guys. Also really useful. Haven't unlocked his third power yet, but it's coming. Um, so I feel like he's pretty good on his own in combat. That's pretty good. And I'm just enjoying, uh, like, once I got better guns and once I got a little bit more survivability, uh, took out a few more vampires, leveled up a few times, I'm like, okay, like, I'm not dying right off the bat. I feel like I'm kind of, like, making my way in this town. So I feel like that part of me kind of connecting with the character eventually, um, not the story so much, but just the character and my immediate situation and getting in touch with the town and kind of learning that and kind of kind of making the town my own feels pretty good. So I like that. Uh, I am enjoying it. I will keep playing it, and I, I I don't know that I'll finish it, but I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. So I'm definitely going to put some more time in. Uh, maybe I'll get my son to play with me or something. Who knows? Um, but here's where I think the game could be better. Right? I I I'm not convinced that going the four player focus was the right choice, and I realize that's like a big focus of the game. Maybe that's a big statement, but I feel like this game could be a lot more fun to me anyway, and maybe not to other people, but to me, maybe to you, probably to you is if they had given you just one character, maybe even make your own character or maybe just somebody else, but, you know, do just the traditional single-player campaign and give us more powers, let us, you know, level up in a traditional game and just to to interact in this town against the vampires on our own terms. Like, maybe I want one power from this character. I want this other power from this character. I want to have, you know, um, not so many guns. I'm not cycling through guns all the time. Like, invest a little bit more in the powers that you've got. Connect with the character a little bit more. Connect with your weapons a little bit more and feel a little bit more ownership of what's happening. And when you finally take the town back, I mean, that's a pretty good feeling. That's exactly what all the Far Cry games are built on is like taking territory back. I mean, that's a proven game mechanic that people love. And I kind of like it here too, even though it's not exactly the same thing, not as well done. Um, I, I just think a traditional single player campaign would have worked better for what they're going for because that way you could focus more on the stealth. You could focus more on, you know, like just, just making all these different systems work. I feel like you have 
all of the powers of one character split between four people. And so none of them really feel quite good enough to play on their own. So you're kind of like making up for it. But they didn't go that route, unfortunately. Maybe they maybe they'll shore that up a little bit later on. But what I've played so far, I think once I got past the rough edges, the miserable first mission, um, you know, learning the systems that they did not ex- bother to explain to me and putting up with a lot of the the weirdness that we just talked about. I mean, it sounds bizarre, but I am kind of having a good time with it. It does sound bizarre. I feel like I just listened to Bizarre World radio broadcast. Like it's uh, Stockholm Syndrome or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, that's your piece, and you've said it. I'll, I'll uh, say my piece real quick. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like, and this is kind of a positive thing in a way, if this was like an indie game that was V1, like we talked about with Stranded, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was out on Steam, and it, there was no hype behind it, and it wasn't Arcane, and it wasn't Xbox's last hope, or not last hope, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't so much riding on it. Mm-hmm. it. It would be a little bit different review from both of us, probably. Um, I know me personally, because I'd be like, I'd approach it like you, like, oh, it's this kind of weird sandboxy game where you just go in and fuck around, and there's vampires. Interesting. But it, it wasn't billed as that. It's billed as this huge motherfucking epic game that is mainly to your point and to their point probably is a multiplayer game. Like yeah. this is first and foremost, a multiplayer game. They, they were like, Oh yeah, we have to put single player in there. Cause people still like that from us and our studio. But it's, again, it doesn't feel like it's a anything. Uh, it's just an unfinished bit. It's just like a segment of stuff. So yeah, I think if it was an indie game V one on steam, I would probably look at it differently, but it's hard to do that. Cause it's this huge game on Xbox and also doesn't really run how they said it would. Um, again, I know it doesn't bother you, but for some of us out there, and I'm sure people listening will agree with me, you know, your eyes get used to something and it just kind of freaks me out. Like I, I don't like it, you know, it doesn't feel fast enough for me. So, uh, 60 frames aside for me, I just don't have any fun at all in the world. Even with what you're saying with the character, like, I don't know what's, who's talking. I don't even know my own character's talking. Um, (laughs) my character, by the way, uh, told my crow to fuck off or something. What? Yeah, my crow who's helping him. He was like, "Get on that, you shit ass" or something. He, he was mean to him, and I was like, That's well, not cool. "I don't even like my own character now." So I don't like anything about this game. I'm <laughs> never a negative person uh, on video game reviews, but I literally can't almost say anything good about it. Like mm. I'd rather play anything else, especially like what it got me to play is like I went back to Dead Island too. Because it was a first-person game with, like, you know, picking up shit and killing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that game, at least I can figure out what the story is, and there's characters that I understand what the fuck's happening, even with all my problems with that game. But this game, I just don't know why I'm doing anything. I just feel like I'm in an unfinished V1 game on Steam that is interesting, like Rust or something, you know? And I'm like, oh, this is kind of a thing, but I, I don't care. I, I could yeah. not care less. I mean, that's fair, dude. That's fair. And, you know, we and I never say million, that, as you know. I mean, no, no, that's true. You are Mr. Positive. Yeah. And you must really be having a miserable time. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a cons is, list. I never did yeah, that Yeah, you did. There was no pros on that, which I get. And, you know, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong on any of this. I mean, I think that everything you called out was stuff that I agree with. But I think, for me anyway, uh, my expectations were not as high. And I think, you know, expectations are important. We always say that on this podcast. But for me, I, I kind of see what they were going for. And I can kind of see, like... The shape of things, um, again, I don't think multiplayer was really the right way to go with this one, but I, I I see the core of it. It definitely needs work. It definitely doesn't feel finished and polished. It doesn't feel as pointed as it needs to be. Um, a lot of direction uh, one way, a lot of direction the other way. It kind of feels like it's trapped in a middle zone 
which doesn't really work too well. But I'm going to give it some more time and I'm going to see how it keeps going. Um, like I said, I don't know. I'll finish it. But I do want to see a little bit more of it. I'm going to at least unlock the third power. I want to at least um, open up more of the map a little bit and see what happens. Um, I started finding new vampire types. I started finding a couple new weapons that are kind of fun. So, you know, is that going to be enough to save it? Probably not. Uh, but I don't think it's a complete wash for me. And I am curious to see how they build on it in the months to come. And, and in my opinion, what they'll build on is the multiplayer and they'll make it 60 frames per second. And this will be what the single player game feels like to us. It'll be a sandbox. That is what it's, I think, again, meant to be to their credit or whatever. That's moves smoothly, has a lot of powers, although my powers, I feel like are ass so far. And yeah. you'll fight other friends and people online. Like that's what this game's going to be. Looter shooter for real. And the single players, you know, take it or leave it. Um, I don't know if that's going to get, I don't think that's their, their focus. So I don't think it's going to get fixed. I love arcane. And I'm putting that out there. I played every single one of the games and beat every single one of the games, uh, except death loop, which I didn't beat. Cause fuck that game. Um, I really didn't like what they did with <laughs> all that. of them except that one and fuck that one. <laughs> well, yeah, because I played all the other ones and beat all of them. Uh, Wolfenstein and all the DLC for Wolfenstein. I loved, but it's just like, that's what you're talking about. That's the care of making a single player game. And knowing what the fuck the story's about and characters, blah, blah, blah. They can do that, but they just weren't tasked that. You know, mm -hmm. I think they were tasked to make something quick, uh, under the gun. They didn't have enough time, and this is what we got. And it's it's going to be probably better for multiplayer at some point. All right. Well, you know, we don't. no one knows the true story. Maybe we'll get a behind the scenes at some point. We'll figure out what happened. Maybe that is... Maybe that is what happened. We don't know for sure, but yeah, we'll uh, I definitely this 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 title definitely has some problems. That is confirmed. That is confirmed. But uh, in a strange twist, in a strange twist, Carlos is the one that does not care for it, and I think yeah. I'm a little higher on it. So you never know what's going to happen on this show, folks. There's no guarantee. Dude, I can't believe you're okay with digital down on the pad, D pad, with her heel. I'm just blown away <laughs> by that. I'm blown away. I literally died from a vampire because I was trying to hide and push down on the D pad. Anyways. Oh yeah, I don't know. Anyway, all right. All right, folks, that is the show. Uh, anything before we wrap, Carlos? Anything at the end here? No, but for you and for the audience, King of Collectibles just came out on Netflix, and you're what a collectible guy. What it's is, a docu documentary that? type thing. So oh, okay. I thought uh, you'd so check it out. It's not just about, I don't think it's about toys, but it's like uh, collectibles. I don't know. I just saw it. So I thought I, I will check it. it out. I haven't even heard of it, so we will check that out. All and right, right cool. after this podcast, I'm going to start Love and Death, which is the, um, what's her name, Olsen lady. Elizabeth Olsen? Elizabeth right? Olsen? Yeah. Yeah. From WandaVision. She's in a new series on HBO, and I'm very excited about that. I think it's going to be very good. Love and Death. I'm going to watch it. All right. Excellent. All right. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to get out of here in record time. Folks, thank you very much for listening. Uh, really appreciate you. And as always, we'd love to get your questions and comments. Hit us up. SoVideoGamesPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at SoVideoGames. On Instagram at SoVideoGamesPodcast. Hit us up individually uh, as well. Carlos, where can we direct your traffic this week? A lot of things podcast on TikTok. All right. As for me, I'm on all the social medias. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. All A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for our Rush Job episode 333. Thank you very much again for joining us here on the So Many Games podcast. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. And it was 334. Damn it. It was 334. Yeah. But this is okay. Now we just adjusted it. All right. Bye-bye.